This episode of Talk Your Book is proudly brought to you by Honan, providing a complete range of insurance, risk, and financial solutions. Bundy's called me up, told me to take a look, but stay stubborn as bulls and talk their own book. Get the money, get the money, get, get the money. Well, Phil King, I'm really excited to have you on uh, on Talkie Book. Great to see you make your debut. I thought uh, there'll be a couple of people watching that don't know the Regal Funds management story. Most people will. But if you could start by telling us about Regal and, and how you guys look to invest. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Great to be here. I set up Regal about 16 years ago with my brother. Uh, we initially started off just to invest our own money, but after a while, people started knocking on our door. And uh, now we have close to $3 billion, got about 40 people spread across Sydney and Singapore. And, um, yeah, we, we look across the whole market. We look at emerging companies, which we define as less than $300 million. We look at small caps and all the way up to the largest companies in Australia. And um, I think one of the things with having a large team We've got all the sector specialists, which I think add a lot of uh, value to our research efforts. So, uh, yeah, that's Regal. And what stock do you want to talk about today? Yeah, I want to talk about Spirit Telecom. It's, it's very much in the sweet spot for us. It's around $200 million. It's a stock that um, we own in a number of our farms. It's, it's probably up three times since we bought it a few years ago, but we certainly think it could go up another three times in the next few years. And give us the helicopter view of Spirit, what they, uh, what they sort of do. Yes, yeah, Spirit's involved in the uh, telecom um, industry. Um, it's made a number of acquisitions over recent years and it's very much grown. And it very much reminds me of some of the other success stories we've had in telcos like Bogus and Unity and Opticom, where we've uh, made many times our initial investment just by getting in early. And many of these companies make a number of acquisitions and then eventually they get taken over themselves. And that's certainly how I see Spirit. And so they're a roll-up play. They appear to have been really disciplined with the, the multiples they've paid for businesses. How have you looked their sort of discipline in acquiring smaller roll-up type acquisitions so far? Yeah, they've been very disciplined, as you say. They've kind of probably paid on average four and a half times EBITDA, which is very cheap compared with the, the multiple they're trading at, which is around 13 times and very cheap compared with some of the comparables, such as Unity, which traded at, say, 16 times. And they've done this just by being patient, um, buying things at the right time, and also just approaching, uh, you know, people that want to sell, often founders that want to exit a business, they give them the opportunity. Um, and one of the great things now is that some of the vendors have taken script in spirit, and that exposure to the spirit share price has locked them in, but it's also made a lot of money for them. And so now we're seeing when vendors talk to Spirit, they want exposure to Spirit as well. And they've broadened their product range, both organically and, and through acquisitions. How do you feel about, you know, they recently added cybersecurity, for instance, they're sort of quickly becoming a one-stop shop for, for data and managed services. Are you, are you pleased with sort of the broadening of the product range that they are offering their clients? Yeah, I thought the cyber acquisition in December was a really clever move. Um, it allows them, you know, it opens the door for a few very large enterprise clients. Cyber's becoming a you know, critical skill set um, in the IT space. We're all, you know, more aware of cyber threats and things like that and the importance of, of kind of protecting our uh, businesses against those cyber threats. And so I think any sort of telco that doesn't have the skill set in the cyber security will find it very hard to continue to compete with companies like um, Spirit, 
Um, the interlock asset they acquired was also a high-quality asset. Um, and so it was a very competitive acquisition, and I think it's great that Spirit was able to buy that. So, you know, they've had some, you know, very clever acquisitions over recent years, and I think now they're in a very, very good place. Do you see them broadening uh, more so in terms of products, or do you think really now it's about scaling the, the, the product mix that they already have? I think it's a lot about scale. Um, you know, they bought this recent acquisition and it gave them, you know, 100 new salespeople. And there's great opportunity now to cross-sell many of the existing products uh, with some of the new clients that they've gained, um, as well as offer, you know, the new products to some of Spirit's existing um, clients. And so I think, you know, whereas there's been a lot of acquisitions in the past, there will continue to be some acquisitions, but I think a lot of it's just building now and just um, getting full utilisation of the assets they've already owned. So last year was about, you know, organic growth, oh, sorry, making acquisitions. I think the next couple of years will be more about um, execution. And internet and managed services is very much a non-discretionary item for, for businesses across Australia, does that give you a level of comfort in, you know, when you, you look at the market now and there's areas which appear to be frothy, does, does investing in a business that sells non-discretionary services, if you like, to, to different businesses give you some comfort when investing in it? No, very much so, Chris. I think uh, half their customers are in education and about 20% of their revenue comes from healthcare. And these are two exposures that, as you say, are non-discretionary. And you know that, you know, they're going to continue. They're also probably parts of the economy that are high growth and so sectors you want to be exposed to. I think about 65% of Spirit's revenue is basically contracted and recurring and so they're in a very good position and now they're exposed to, you know, uh, many parts of the industry that are changing as well and that's great opportunity for growth. You know, we're all using Zoom and Teams and things like that and I think they're well placed to take advantage of a lot of these changes that are occurring. And talk me through the numbers. What's their market cap? What's their EBIT? And what's their revenue run rate? Yeah, the market cap's just over $200 million. Um, the revenue run rate is around $140 million. So pretty good value on a market cap to revenue basis. Uh, but they're also profitable, which we like. And so it's quite a rare mix of what we think is good growth and good value. Um, you know, I think the broker's consensus is forecasting around $25 million of EBITDA in 22. And so even if they make no further acquisitions, they're, they're cheap on that basis, but obviously they've got a great track record of making accretive, accretive acquisitions. And so that should drive that multiple down and uh, propel the share price forwards. And they've spoken at, at, at some level around the potential for selling off some business units that are, are non-core. How do you, how do you view that? And, and, with the fact that they're profitable already, the ability to sell off some non-core assets could see them continue to roll up without issuing any more dilutive capital. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think, you know, they are talking about uh, maybe selling their legacy fixed wireless business. And that's obviously lower growth than some of the newer, more exciting parts of the business. So I think in the longer term, yeah, that should increase the, the total growth rate of the business, um, but also give them capital to redeploy into more exciting areas. So that should be, I think, very well received by the market if they do go ahead and sell that. And we spoke about the fact that they're rolling up smaller businesses, but you also touched on the fact that in times gone by, you've seen these businesses get gobbled up and merge and create the new, 
new age media uh, telco companies like a TPG or a Vocus. Do you see that that same finale potentially playing out with the smaller to mid-sized listed telcos that we're seeing on the ASX currently? Oh, exactly. So we've done well in the past out of stocks like Vocus and Unity and Opticom. And, you know, we like Aussie Broadband as another telco that we like at the moment, but also Spirit. You know, we think they'll continue to grow, but at some stage they'll become a compelling acquisition for someone else. And so not only are some of the larger telcos looking to make acquisitions, but we're also seeing some of the gas and electricity utilities try and move into this mm. space just to diversify away from what is quite a competitive area in, in gas and electricity. Um, and they want to offer, a, you know, one, one invoice um, opportunity for some of their customers. Um, and so, look, you know, we're very um, confident in the organic growth rate of Spirit but we certainly see it as a very attractive acquisition target at some stage in the next few years. Well, I'm on the register as well, Phil, so I hope you're right from a regal point of view, but from a Judd Family Trust point of view, I hope you're right as well. So uh, thanks very much, mate. Really appreciate you taking the time and uh, hopefully they continue to go from strength to strength. Yeah, no, that's great, Chris. Great to see you and all the best with your investing. Thanks, Phil. Cheers. Thanks. This episode of Talk Your Book was proudly brought to you by Honan who go beyond a transactional insurance broker to deliver better outcomes for their clients. If you're enjoying Talk Your Book, make sure you subscribe to Chris Judd Invest. Please don't take anything you hear on this podcast as investment advice. Do your own research or seek out a professional investment advisor before committing any money into these markets.